Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Nancy, would would you say intuition is based in the brain or outside of it? Huh. Uh, okay, so my in, in my book Psychic Intuition, I really I mean I talk about that towards the very end because it's sort of more of a radical theory, but my theory is that the imagination, what we call the imagination, uh, is not this little private, you know, mental playground that we have that we think nobody else knows about. Um, but it's actually kind of available. It, it's a sensory organ. And what it's doing is it's translating uh, mostly vibrational data that's reaching our body, but we don't have a specialized sensory organ to translate it to the brain. So it's, it, it's getting to us. Um, and and the imagine what we call the imagination puts it into a format, usually a sensory format, like a visual image or a sound or a smell or something, that we're going to say, oh yeah, that that's sort of what that means, um, and and we get it that way. So I think our imagination uh, is the part on the inside of us that translates what's on the outside of us. Nancy, what do you call that thing that we call a hunch? What is that, in, in your opinion? The hunch, the, or, or the gut feeling, or the any of that stuff. I mean, we have more neurotransmitters in our in our gut than we do in our brain. Um, so we're, our, our gut is actually thinking and feeling. Um, so that's another way that we're getting. It's our body telling us, you know, you've got information here. Do something with it. And in, in the way that I look at it, it's sort of in the middle of uh, what I call the sliding scale of intuition, where you have educated guesses, which is like the real conservative, more you know, like left brain stuff on, the, on one end. You've got gut feelings, hunches, you know, butterflies in the stomach, any, any of those sort of quasi-emotional feelings that you don't really know where they come from. That's in the middle. And then on the far end, the kind of... Uh, the, the least conservative end, you've got all your, your psychic information. You have no clue where it's coming from. That's like clear sentience or, or um, uh, clear intuition. Any of that, li- that little voice we all hear in our heads oh, yeah. who, that tries to push us in a certain direction, uh, whether we take it or not, that's another thing. But what is that little voice? Is that coming from within us? Is that outside somewhere? Is it some angel? Who's who's doing this? What's happening? I looked at the studies of a whole bunch of, um, and they're pretty rare too, studies, studies of how schizophrenics uh, experience voices in their heads. And it turns out they usually come on certain sides of their head, like left, right side, back, you know, front, something like that. Um, usually those voices are somebody that they know, or it's a consistent voice, not a bunch of voices, although that depends. And they're usually telling schizophrenics more derogatory things than good things. So I began to figure out how to distinguish between like a voice in your head, 
versus a schizophrenic voice. Hmm, interesting and take. A, a voice in your head, they think, is a possible, it, it's almost like a bleed-through of two areas of the brain, the Broca's and the um, Wernicke sections of the brain in the temporal lobe. And, and one does language comprehension, and the other one does language speech. So sometimes you may be hearing your thought. That that thought, though, is it... Uh... Is it emanating from within, let's say, you, that thought of, you know, Nancy, don't do this, it's it's not going to work for you, and then you decide what you're going to do. Um, is that part of our brain that gives us the ability to reason and think? I sometimes think there's something on the outside feeding us this information. Well, uh, listen, you don't have to push me too far. I've been woken up in the middle of the night by the uh, alien voice, that interrupted all of my phone calls to my daughter for a year and a half after we had a massive UFO sighting. So, yeah, of course. You've got that. You've got, I'm sure, you must have had the experience of, you know, maybe in the middle of the night or maybe when you're least expecting it, you you hear your name being called. You ever had that? Yes. Yeah. Or what I also hear in the middle of the, this is weird, I will sometimes wake up in the morning to a doorbell ringing and there is no doorbell ringing and there is nobody there and there wasn't anybody there but I distinctly heard a doorbell ringing me too totally get it yep uh, okay. I've yeah exactly I mean so, you, you so, sometimes yeah. wonder is there something going on in my brain I mean is there a malfunction somewhere or some kind of tumor it's a weird <laughs> feeling <laughs> no no uh, I mean, there could be, but I don't think so. I think it's actually it's pretty normal. I mean, everybody everybody has a narrative going on in their heads. You know, when we take you, calls next hour, let's see how many people have that doorbell thing happen. Yeah, okay. okay, because that 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 could be strange. Now, you've been uh, training as a remote viewer in addition to your work as uh, an intuitive. And you call your work TSP. So tell us about that. I've been working on that for uh, a very, for many, many years. And uh, TSP, it stands for Tested ESP, so it's not a perfect acronym. But basically it's tested because in the process, the, the, the protocols that I use, you're getting continuous feedback from your client. And the reason I developed that was because I got really... Um, a little bit frustrated with some of the regular types of remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, your your listeners probably know about most of them, but you have uh, controlled remote viewing, which was developed in 1973 by Ingo Swan and Putoff and Targ, the physicists at SRI. Right. And they put together uh, protocols. It, basically, it's what I, I mean, it's what I call clairvoyance with protocols. And it's the, actually, where did I write? Oh, yeah. SRI defined it as the acquisition and description by mental means of information blocked from ordinary perception by distance, shielding, or time. Okay, so that's, so it, it's, it's basically just clairvoyance, but they're giving you a system for doing it. Um, you've also got ARV, Associative Remote Viewing, which is like a binary choice future prediction type of viewing, 
You've got ERV, extended remote viewing, which is sort of this relaxed version of, you know, lie in a darkened room, try and tune into your target, and then uh, somehow record whatever you're coming up with later. Um, but most people, what I in, in the 50 years or so that, you know, since 73, I mean, yeah, there have been a few variations. Everybody says, oh, yeah, they have a brand-new type of remote viewing, but when I'm looking at them, they're kind of all the same system. They right. might change the terms. They might switch around a few of the protocols. You do this here instead of here, whatever, but it's all kind of the same thing. So I got really frustrated with that, and I got frustrated, and I thought it's time to push the envelope. You know, let, let's push it further than where it's been, and to solve some of the issues I had, which for anybody who is uh, a little bit intuitive, um, if you're doing something like with this, the CRV, Controlled Remote Viewing Protocols, it, it makes you got to stop and think. You have to draw your ideogram. you got to divide it up. And then you have to do you know, A, B, C, D, gestalts and define them. And then you have to, in the next section, you know, write your descriptors. I mean, it gets very mentally heavy and you just say well wait a second can't i just get there faster and if i get there faster i'll give you more information so that was you know sort of what pushed me into developing this and i've been doing this in in all of my private readings for a long time now listen to more coast to coast am every weeknight at 1 a.m eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more